Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. This is the Black Monday Roundup Podcast. Six head coaching vacancies in the NFL now. Seven general manager vacancies. That's a bit of a surprise. Is it seven or is it eight? Maybe no, I seven. I was confused because I thought it was... Black Friday, so I've literally been standing in line at Walmart for 12 hours. <laughs> well, it kind of is Black Friday because the teams will be shopping for a new coach. That's uh, Ryan Wilson and John we, we didn't even plan that. That was pretty, it's pretty, pretty on the ball, right? The good um, news is I got both you guys uh, 200-inch television for $45 each. <laughs> Thanks. I, uh, you can actually buy like a 200-inch television for 45 bucks now. It's crazy. Um, I run an espresso machine on Black Friday, and I still use it today. You got I, it two I, weeks ago. I need to get Well, I mean, it. I didn't open it until two weeks ago. But we, oh, you know what? I'm drinking a uh, barrel-aged uh, Imperial Stout from Thorn Brewing. It's delicious. What could go wrong? Right. They're going to send you free ones now. That's. I need to start pushing beers on the podcast. That's right. Uh, make sure to check out the feed. We have our week 17 recap, of course. A Adam Gase is fired emergency podcast. A Doug Marone is fired emergency podcast. And an Anthony Lynn is fired emergency podcast. Obviously, to catch you up, Adam Gase, Doug Marone, and Anthony Lynn were all fired. Zach Taylor was announced that he would return to the Bengals. He will not be fired. And in somewhat shocking news, John Elway was elevated this is kind of amazing. So he's given, he was, he was elevated to a position with the, the Broncos, elevated out of the GM position. He was, he was shot into the sky. He was fired into the sky. This uh, is what happens when you give Will Brinson control of CBS Sports. He goes from senior po- podcaster to president of the company, which virtually means I'm on vacation. Don't bother me. <laughs> That's right. Um, so that means now we have general manager vacancies for Denver, Carolina, Detroit, Houston, Atlanta, Jacksonville, and the Washington football team. So seven total GM vacancies. Right, because football team hired new president. Correct. Jason Wright. That's right. Uh, Washington football team's in the playoffs. Just make Ron Rivera the GM, move forward, call yourself the football team, boom, done. But they're probably just going to hire Mark. Send me a check. um, We'll get to that first, but we're going to rank the, uh, rank the openings around Actually, you know what? Before we do that, let's let's talk about the – we don't have to talk about the firings because we talked about those in the emergency podcast. If you want our thoughts on Adam Gase and Doug Marone getting fired, go check it out. Uh, I talked with Debo about Anthony Lynn. Of course, potential hirings for those spots. We'll get to those. Um, on the GM front, the Elway thing is kind of fascinating. Why? I mean, he's promoted – but they're clearing up the GM spot. And it's, it's it, ba- it basically sounds – it's either he's – they can't fire him because he's John Elway. And so they don't like, cause, you know, he won a title. He won a, he won two titles, two two roles as a player and one as a front office guy. It's always been a very nebulous position there. He assumed the role of general manager 
recently. He's been there 10 years now. The way that people were phrasing it almost sounded like he's leaving the organization and moving into like a Dan Marino type role, like a legacy role instead of being a guy with actual power. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Yeah. But if the question, I think the, if you're Drew Locke, you're wondering, okay, what does this mean for me? Because we know that John Elway struggled to find a quarterback not named Peyton Manning. And I don't know why John Elway's doing it. I think John Elway's in his sixties now. I mean, I remember watching him in the eighties, so he's up there. And maybe he doesn't like the day to day grind of being a general manager and the salary cap managing aspect of it and trying to find a he quarterback. Turned sixty on June twenty eighth. Okay, there you go. Oh. He's, he was born the day after me. Okay. So hold on. Here is this is actually from uh from Mike Cliss. Uh, Elway's doing a press conference just a few, like 30 minutes ago, and I just didn't see the tweet. Elway says that Fangio, Vic Fangio, who will be retained and will be part of the process of finding the new GM, and the new GM will report to Elway. GM will have control of the roster. The Fangio and the new G, Fangio and G, new GM will work together, but new GM will have roster authority. Elway contract is up March 2022. March 2022. Yeah, so he's got a year. And who knows? Maybe he wants to retire. I don't know. But, uh, I don't hate the move. I don't mind. Promoting them. I don't know if he gets a pay raise or not. I don't really care about that. But I think if you bring in a great general manager that, and the, I mean, there are pieces in place. You're basically just lacking maybe an edge rusher if you think Von Miller's too old. And of course, uh, where, how do you feel about Drew Locke? Otherwise, you're in pretty good shape. Yeah. I mean, that's one way to look at it. But the other way to look at it is that the Broncos now have the second longest playoff drought in the NFL, uh, the Browns and Buccaneers. Four straight years of losing records, which shocked me when I heard that. And five straight years of not getting to the postseason. And so you've had Elway trying to build these teams over the past few years, and and they haven't been good, mostly because he's whiffed on quarterbacks. I mean, Paxton Lynch uh, is up there with one of the worst first-round picks ever. Uh, Just because it's quarterback, a lot of pressure. Obviously, Drew Locke, the the, the jury's still out on him, but – you know, I think Elway's proven that maybe he's not the guy that needs to be making these decisions. So on one hand, this does make sense. But for him to oversee, if you're a general manager interviewing for this job and you're going in and aren't you going to feel like John Elway has, still has final say here? Like yeah, you're he reporting said, to him. Said in the press release. <laughs> well, right, right. But it also said the general manager is going to be able to pick the personnel. But, you know, if John Elway wants to veto something you're doing, you don't have final say. So, so are you saying, is this a good job or a bad job for the GM, John? I, I don't know that I would want this job with John Elway sitting over my shoulder when he hasn't proven that he's even a good general manager. So, so that's you know, your, like, you, your concern isn't the roster. Your concern is John Elway's position in the org chart. Uh, I mean, the roster is good. It's not great, but I'm All right, not, let me ask you this. Taking out the quarterbacks, because, I mean, that's a big part of it. Taking out the quarterbacks, would you rather have the Bengals roster top to bottom, 52 minus QB, or Broncos 52 minus QB? If I, if I had my choice of which team I could be general manager for, it would probably be the Bengals. I think they're closer to being a playoff I'm, team. And you know what's funny? It's funny. The, is it, the, the Bengals get... and the Broncos both made the playoffs in 2015. So they both have been out for five years. They're, they're on this same stupidly slow rebuilding plan. Uh, so the Broncos won the Super Bowl. <laughs> in, yeah, but they both missed the playoffs since 2015. Brenton, That's still what, five years of not making the playoffs. It doesn't matter if you won it five years ago. If you haven't been back. Assume neither team has a quarterback, Brenton. Which 52 players would you rather have, Broncos or Bengals? Assuming you're taking out Joe Burrow yeah, and Drew Locke? Yeah, you're taking out Joe Burrow. That's ridiculous. It's a bloodbath. 
that was, it was a hypothetical question that I posed to you, and you answered it. Yeah. So that's what I'm, I'm I, I didn't hear the a part where you – I thought you asked me that when I said, would I want the general managing job for no, the Broncos, I said period. 50, it, 52 spots on the roster minus the quarterback. I think – I oh, sorry. I think you would – obviously, you would rather have the Broncos. Much better roster. That's why I was shocked that uh, Breach of the Bengals. Yeah, but, but I'm not shocked you said the Bengals. He didn't I said the Bengals because I assumed that Joe Burrow, your number one draft pick, was involved in here. Why would I – my point the, is that the quarterback situation, if you can find the quarterback, you're not in bad shape. But you're And they haven't been able to find a quarterback. Well, that's right, why they're – Yes. Correct. That's why always – it seems to me that John Elway, the GM, has run his course. And he was given the opportunity to either promote himself in, without an ownership in place or to fire himself. And like any reasonable human being, he decided to promote himself. <laughs> I mean, it's weird that I'm defending him, but in his defense, and you pointed this out, the dude's won three Super Bowls. As a player, well, one is an executive. with Peyton Manning because Peyton Manning walked out. I mean, he still brought a Super Bowl back to. But my point is, it's not, it's not like he's Freddie Kitchens and sort of fell into this. He's like, also hey, man. Yeah, he's also part of it. He's like a big reason why Peyton Manning came to Denver. So part of it's like, yeah, yeah, go ahead, retire. I mean, people do it all the time in like corporations. They just bump themselves up to the chairman of the board and they just sit around and smoke, you know, cigars and play golf. I, I could yeah. see him doing this. And then his contract's up, and he sort of does something else. Yeah, he's sixty. Who cares? But you, you can't fire John Elway from the Broncos. You just can't do it. So obviously, uh, that's why you create a new position for him right. and tell him it's a promotion. So, Brenton, to Breach's point, is this a good job with John Elway potentially looking over? Breach, he may not be there. He may be there one day a month, for all we know. And that one day is going to be draft prep day when he's like, "Nope, we're not drafting him. Nope, we're not drafting him. Yep, we're taking him. We're taking him." Okay, good. I'm glad. Yeah, you brought it's this a place. it's a red flag. It's a giant red flag. All right. Do you want to segue into to ranking this this job, or do you want to talk about something else? Well, we're going to rank the GM jobs, or just rank the either way. Because as you mentioned, Vic Fangio, the second year head coach now, right? Yeah, second year head coach. All we'll right, you uh, you're the GM. You get to you get to pick your GM job. You get to be a GM for for a year or ten years, whatever it is. Who? What uh, yeah, GM he, job are you taking? Right, if you had to pick one. Uh, let's see. Telesco staying put, even though Anthony got fired. Yep. It's the Broncos, the Panthers. The Lions, the Texans, the Falcons, the Jaguars, and the WFTs. I, I think, as much as I just pumped up John Elway, those are legitimate concerns. Even if he's there one day a month, I'm going to take the the uh, the Jaguars job because you're getting two first round picks, including the number one overall pick. I think that's the answer too. And Shotcon seems to be a reasonable. Owner. But to just oh, you were traveling today, so I don't know if you saw this tweet. Oh, what happened? Shad Khan, <laughs> Michael DiRocco of uh, ESPN, uh, Shad Khan was talking, and it said, this is a tweet from him. Jaguars owner Shad Khan said he had roster control in 2020 and will make sure GM coming in knows he will keep that control for now at least. What? Wait a second. Just, just to be clear, he will make sure the GM understands he keeps that control, says to me that he is Shad Khan. That is correct. That's, so, okay, that's, a, that's a red flag. <laughs> so the owner... Of the team that just captured the first overall pick by going one and fifteen, just bragged about his roster control. Now I think it's possible that what he's saying is that if you want to trade Jalen Ramsey, you have to run it through me. And also, I'll push back again. I don't know. I'm defending all the all the super rich people because you don't maybe, have to do Monday night podcast. You're in a good yeah. Place. I know I can go to sleep in two hours. Maybe he's saying, "Look, man, I let the, you guys run the show, and you drafted Blake Bortles and Leonard Fournette, and then you gave Blake Bortles a deal." I'm going to take control of this thing, 
And also, his son, I don't know if he still is, but like his son's a stat-based guy, and he does the analytics. Tony, I don't know if he's still with the organization. Friend of the program. Actually, no, he's never been on the podcast, but uh, I'm buddies with Tony. Yeah, of course you are. Um, that's what I wanted you to say anyway. Uh, well, he runs, they own Fulham, too. Uh, yes, you're telling me this. I, I'm, but I'm pointing out that they, he, Tony splits his time between the two, and he has a wrestling thing he's doing right now too. I don't know what the wrestling analytics looks like, but I bet it's, I bet it's awesome. <laughs> no, he started a wrestling league. I think it's like on TNT, maybe. I'm not a but, wrestling guy, but. but my point is that you know his son is involved with the analytics, and maybe they've had conversations about this is what we should do based on the math, whatever. So it's curious, and that is a. And look, here's what happens. Whether you're a coach or GM, you go to these interviews and you know this and you say exactly what the owner wants to hear. And then you get pissed off three months in because you can't do what you want to do. And then you win two games and get fired. So that's a, that's an issue you need to sort out. Yeah. Uh, based on what Brinson said about Shad Khan, my top option, as crazy it sounds, would be the Washington football team. I don't think that's a bad answer at yeah, all. Yeah, that's not crazy. You have to put up with Dan Snyder, which is a red flag, but, but you he's don't. being investigated right now. He's going to be hands off. He's not going to do anything. He's no, not your boss go. is now Ron Rivera. Right. Because Ron Rivera put the flag in the ground and said, I'm firing Dwayne Haskins. I don't care that you drafted him. And, uh, I dare you to cross this line. And the, the fact that Ron Rivera f- cut Dwayne Haskins tells you that Ron Rivera has assumed full control. Over the Washington football team in terms and maybe of maybe Breach is right that Dan Snyder's like, look, man, I gotta meet my lawyer today. I don't have time for this. Go ahead. I think, yeah, I, I think my I, lawyer said I'm not legally allowed to talk to you. I can hire you, but after that, you're on your own, man. Talk to Ron. Ron Rivera came in, was hired by Dan Snyder, said, listen, you gotta give me a ton of control uh, and to do what I want to do. He, they, they have flipped the public narrative about this team on like seven different levels. They fired a bunch of like alleged sexual harassment people. They changed the name from offensive to WFTs. They made the playoffs and won the division. And in the, in the meanwhile, Ron Rivera would be coach of the year, beat cancer. So, yeah, I think it's a good job. I have a question for Breach, though. What are you going to do about the quarterback situation? You're- well, I was going to say that's the biggest question mark. But unlike Denver, I think Washington has a better roster than Denver, not that we're necessarily yeah, comparing those two teams. Pretty similar. But if you find an upgrade from Alex Smith, you have a placeholder. Like, Alex Smith is a competent quarterback. But if I don't you, know. Like, if he retired, I would not be surprised. He's had 17 surgeries and he can't walk. Right. So, whatever. He, you're in the playoffs now. Whatever. If you, well, there's going to be options. It, literally, if you threw Andy Dalton on that team, oh, they could win go. the NFC East. I'm just Jeez, talking man. about guys that could be free agents hey, this season. If what? you can't get someone Brenton? in the draft. Uh, Breach by 3000 has been traded to football team now. <laughs> He's getting Dalton on football team. Uh-huh. One, uh, hello, GM of the Washington football team calling for Jerry Jones, Chase Young for a six round pick. Who says no? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, we did it again, Jerry. Shake hands, <laughs> laugh. Ha ha. Um, all right. Anyway, uh, yeah, I think that's, uh, not a bad case. I, look, all of these jobs right now, and this is never, this is almost always the case. What's your best GM job? I think, I think it's Jacksonville, even with that. Um, I don't mind the Carolina job, actually. Yeah, you got a high pick. You can get a quarterback. Get, get to live close to home. Yeah, get to yeah for me personally. Home. That's right. I yeah. would say, I just think with all of these jobs, the one, there are a couple, the, the one, there's one theme. And this is always the case with these jobs. If you look at Denver, John Elway, Carolina, Matt Rule and David Tepper, both very involved. Jacksonville, Shad Khan, just said he had roster control. Washington, you have Dan Snyder and Ron Rivera. Atlanta, Rich McKay's fingers are all over the place. Uh, Houston, you have friggin' Jack Easterby and, and Cal McNair. Uh, and then in Detroit, there's, uh, I can't, who's the guy in Detroit? Is all, um, there's a front office guy in Detroit who's just always there and just cannot get fired. But, oh, you, I don't know. 
um, I'll look it up in a second, but you have, um, you have the, you have, you, all of these jobs there are open because of typical, like high level business, you know, dysfunction. And there, you're going to have to deal with somebody. I know that's how every job works, but it's, you're not going in with carte blanche to do what you want in a lot of these places. That would be my concerns. But I think, um, these are, these are pretty, yeah, good but jobs. the general manager always has to answer to someone. So it's not for sure. I mean, of course. Uh, Rod Wood. Okay. Yeah. I don't know, Rod. Well, if you read the, like, Rod Wood was like getting involved in like cutting Marvin Hall last year, like, or this year. Like, what are you doing? When they fired Bob Quinn, he like, he like, I mean, it's like, you don't need to be doing that. I, I'm just saying there's a lot of smart organizations let the football guys do football things. And I'm not sure that these teams are necessarily doing all that. Is all I'm saying. No, that's right. Yeah. Um, okay. So moving along to add the actual rankings of the coaching positions. We have six coaching jobs available. The Jaguar, uh, Jaguars, Jets, Texans, Falcons, Lions, and Chargers. My number one job, it's a layup. I bet we all agree. Chargers. Don't agree. I do agree. So Breach, we don't all ask, agree. Breach, let me ask you this. Okay, someone, hold on. Well, let's, let's, okay, go ahead. Yeah. As someone who's a fan of a team that just recently drafted a quarterback first overall, would you rather have Trevor Lawrence or Justin Herbert? Um, that's a good question because we don't know that Trevor Lawrence is a proven commodity. But let me ask you this. Would you rather play in a division that is wide open <laughs> or would you rather be in a division with Patrick Mahomes? Well, Branson would respond point. with Philip Rivers is going to play for 20 more years and, and win four Super Bowls with the Colts. So the division no, is, the division is a really good point. I, I think ultimately the, it, div- it is, but we've seen it happen before where yeah. you, this team's going to like actually breach you would know because you're the resident Aaron Rodgers Homer. How many times has Green Bay won the division in the last 10 years? Do you know like, or how many other teams Six. have won it? Six. Okay. So look, so Aaron Rodgers is a Hall of Famer first ballot and he's MVP. So even if let's say over the next 10 years, the Chiefs win it seven times, there are opportunities for you to compete. Now, right. The AFC South is a, and it's a seven. Mu- I just looked it up. Well, but, okay. but the flip side of this is he had Mike McCarthy. This is Andy Reid <laughs> and Mahomes. This is closer to How Belichick. Dare you, sir. It's closer to Belichick Brady. And if Mahomes <laughs> and Reid are absolutely dominating division, winning it every single year, like Belichick and Brady did, you're like, look how fast the AFC East was churning through coaches. That's what's going to happen in the AFC West. You're taking a job you can't win at. So you're behind the eight ball before you even coach a game. That's, that's not an unfair point. I think the division for me ultimately is more of a tiebreaker than anything else. Like if I'm, if I'm picking between two jobs, like if I'm looking at char, if, if I have the Chargers and Jaguars job offers on the table, division is, is a, is a tiebreaker situation. I think. Out of respect for what Justin Herbert did, and I'm a huge Trevor Lawrence guy. I think he's one of the four best NFL prospects to come into the draft in in the last since Elway, and Elway's one of them. Elway, Manning, Luck, obviously Peyton, not Eli, Luck, and now Trevor Lawrence. But uh, Trevor Lawrence's agent direct all issues when your career goes from the crapper to Will Brinson. <laughs> but having said all that, I mean. If Trevor Lawrence has a rookie year like Justin Herbert just did, he will wildly exceed everybody's expectations. By the way, I've been saying that since November. I said, that's my comp. You just stole it. Brady, I heard Brady steal it. Didn't even give me credit for it. What are you talking about? I'm call, calling everybody out. I said, the 
the comp for Trevor Lawrence, because there's no one like him in terms of like six six, can run a four, six five, whatever he ends up running, can throw the ball a mile. It says twenty twenty Justin Herbert. No, oh, okay. I didn't really steal it. I'm just saying like Justin Herbert had a historically great rookie season. If you cannot look at what he did this year and think I can make this work in, in, it's not like, so the Jets, the Dolphins and the Bills were always, you had to rebuild while Belichick had you under his thumb. That's the difference. In theory, Los Angeles has, I mean, Derwin James, Joey Bosa, like there's two of the 10 best defensive players in, the, in football. Kenneth Murray looked like a pretty a stud early on. They got some nice interior defensive linemen in Justin Jones, um, uh, Tillery from, from Notre yep. Dame. The, the Chargers are second on my list. You guys don't have to sell me on the Chargers. Okay. I think the Chargers job is a great job. Well, I just, it's, the division is my tiebreaker. Okay. Where I think the jobs are pretty even, but the division. That, that's a totally fair, uh, argument to make. So the Chargers have the 13th overall pick. They also have, uh, they also By the have, way, oh, who's filling those out in that document? Who's that? Is that I'm not in the document. Breach? But Look at you go, Breach. Thanks, buddy. Um, no. <laughs> My mock draft coming out Tuesday. Yeah. 13th overall. I have the Chargers taking Kyle Pitts. Oh. Ooh, sneak peek? Sneak peek. But why so do they do that, that when they have Donald Parham? <laughs> I love you, Donald Parham's agent. <laughs> Hunter Henry's in the, he's a, he's playing on franchise tag. Yeah. He knows if he comes back or not. And, and I, I say it all the time. If you think Kyle Pitts is the best wide receiver in this draft class, you take him like top five and he might be the best wide receiver in this draft class. So just imagine him as a tight, as a tight end, right? Yeah. yeah. Keenan Allen. Uh, what's Mike Williams franchise tag or he's got one more year, right? Uh, I think he has one more year. I yeah. need to look him, at the fifth year option. Kyle Pitts, Justin Herbert, Eckler, dude. If you, could, if you can fix the medical issues in this, in this organization where guys stop getting hurt, you can win a ton of football games. Uh, the Chargers have around $30 million in cap space. They have all of their first three picks in the draft. So that's top 15 in each of the first three rounds, top 13 in each of the first three rounds and, uh, five picks in the fourth through seventh rounds. It's a very, very good job. Um, I struggled a little bit with Jaguars versus Chargers because it's fair breach. I, I think, but that's Trevor- a good problem to have. Yeah, if you, if sure. you're in a position where you could take either shot. Yeah. If you're, I don't know, like who are the most, well, we know the popular can I was thinking about GMs. So yeah, we know the head coaching can I will say one more possible tie break that could lean you towards the Jaguars here, but it depends on what your status is as a coach. No, no, not the money. Oh yeah. The, no, the, no. Ta- the, yeah, the tax money is very nice. You live in Florida. That's tax, California. The highest taxes you are going to be taxed at 13.7%, uh, Florida zero. So you're making a million dollars. You literally are saving, making 130,000 for every million you make. Yes, that's a great point, and I think that matters. It's all, um, I would also say that depending on how much cachet you have as a coach, you could potentially talk Shad Khan into letting you f- decide who the GM is going to be. I don't know if like an Arthur Smith or a Brian Dable is going to be able to do that. Has Shad Khan indicated that he's willing to be talked into a general manager? No, they're going to hire a GM. Yeah, but I mean, talking to a general manager based on what the coach wants. I would have, so like Urban Meyer, for instance, who I don't, I don't think is going to go to Jacksonville. But if Urban Meyer told Shad Khan, Hey, I want to do, I will come, but I need this amount of money and I need to be able to bring my own general manager into the fold. I think that Shad Khan would probably agree to it. Like what you need is a Pete Carroll, John Schneider or in a, a better comp because the Pete Carroll, John Schneider things Pretty tough to pull off. Yeah. Sean McDermott, Brandon Bean. 
You need two. You and and, and Sean McDermott was there for a year with with Doug Whaley before he, before they fired him and and Brandon Bean came up from Carolina. I would imagine Urban Meyer knows a ton of people through his travels. I don't know, like, because Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean were together, as you know, in Carolina, so that connection was there, and they came up together. Whatever, they're relatively young guys. I don't know who Urban Meyer's Brandon Bean comp is. Like, I'm sure it, maybe he's out there, maybe he's thought about it, but I do wonder. Like, he hasn't had those same NFL experiences. And I don't know if you bring someone from college to be a general manager. I don't know if you what the the comp is in terms of well, that doing that job. Yeah, I guess I guess my I guess my point is this: like, the Jaguars' job could change change tremendously if they yeah. hire a GM. Oh yeah, you understand what I'm saying? Like the yeah. your interest level as a head coach in the Jaguars' job might be like, oh, oh, you hired um, Matt Millen. I see. Yeah, you yeah, know, I like, mean, they're gonna hire somebody who's on the same page. You can't. You know, the Jaguars have never, they haven't done that so long, but breach teams, but this is their chance to, That's, but losing teams, slates clean, losing teams are losers for a reason. Yep. And they do the same stupid Brian, thing. I've been a Bengals fan for my whole <laughs> life. I know. Yeah. I know. You're run by your team's run by crusty old Mike Brown. Uh, anyway, let's get to the Jaguars who we agree are, I almost think you go one, a one B if we wanted to do that with Jacksonville and, and Los Angeles. Yeah, I think it's I, that, I think it's that big a difference. Um, the Jaguars have. Eighty million dollars plus in cap space. Number two, or the number one, or number two. I think it's them and the Colts, and then the Jets. The Colts. Maybe? Yeah, the Jets have seventy-three. Uh, they have two first-round picks. They're number one overall, as well as the Rams pick in the second round. They also have, which they got for Jalen Ramsey, the second Jalen Ramsey pick. They have two seconds, the first overall pick in the second round, which is essentially just a first round because it's 33rd overall, and the Vikings pick in the second round, which is number 47 overall. So four picks in the top 50, plus the the, the first pick of the third round. They are, this is a war chest of, and, and you have, I mean, you basically, and one of those picks is Trevor Lawrence, assuming he leaves. There is. Stop saying that. He's leaving. He has an agent. He's done. Does he have he an can't agent? Go back. That's the word on the street. And that, and the pick from the Rams could be as high as 19th. So you get, you might be getting a top 20 pick and that's if the Rams lose. And it looks like Jared Goff's not going to play in the wild card round. So in the wild card round and the Bears win. Otherwise it'll be 20. I love that you guys are like, Oh, the Rams going to pull it off with Jared Goff with, with nine fingers. <laughs> get out of here. And, and the thing I mean, is, just, just, I don't, I don't feel like having this audio clipped and shoved in my face when thing happens. Like. The Cowboys will be three and three after they win tonight, and they have a path to nine wins. It's not a difficult path. In my defense, <laughs> Breach was holding me at knife point to make those comments on HQ. He was in my house uninvited. And in my defense, that statement was so crazy, I didn't even agree with it, and I was the Jerry Jones bot. <laughs> also, um, you got plenty of HQ. <laughs> you got plenty of good players. Uh, plenty of good players. I don't want to be Prisco here. There are some play, good you have players. Yeah. Well, all right. So we agree on the top two. I think where we are. I'm just going to gonna run through and point out that Jacksonville has LaVisca Chenault, DJ Chark, who's, who looks like a player. Cam Robinson, a nice piece on the offensive line. They signed Andrew Norwell. He's been fine. Um, Jawan Taylor. Cam, Cam Robinson's deal might be up either this year or next year, but yeah, he's a set 2017 pick. Jawan oh, Taylor yeah. looks like a good player. Um, they have, uh, Caleb on Chason, who they drafted as a first round pick last year and Josh, Josh Allen. Josh Allen, who's a, a stud, and uh, did they take C.J. Henderson? Miles, Am I crazy? Miles Jack, C.J. Henderson. Yeah, Miles Jack took a step back, but he could he could be fine. He's he's athletic. He can. He there's can. there's a couple of bluish chips. James Robinson, who you didn't even yep, mention the right. free agent. Sorry. Yeah, there's a couple Miles, of Mike Mike Glennon, your guy. 
Oh, he, I mean, I don't Mike know. Glennon, Garner answer. Minshew. Look, if you drop Trevor Lawrence in here and you make three more non-completely screwed up choices, you got, you, you're cooking with gas all of a sudden. And you're going to end up trading that third round pick to the, getting a third round pick for Gardner Minshew when you trade him to the Bengals. So there's that as well. <laughs> That's right. You know what? Wilson, you what? laugh. You know who would have loved to have Gardner Minshew? Uh, the Rams, the Cardinals. Both teams would have loved to have him in week 17. Not for a third round pick. All right. Dumb, That's not. You go to the playoffs if you're the Cardinals for a third round pick, you're doing it in a second. Yes. So we yeah. all agree Charger Jaguars one and two in some order. Who's number three? We'll tell you after the break. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. You ready for this? Yeah. If is the most original and heartfelt movie in years. Magic like this comes around once in a lifetime. This Friday, experience it with your whole family. Can we do it again? If ready PG. All right, so the number three overall job in our rankings. and Go through the remaining teams. Oh, by the way, I should point out, too, that the Jaguars have not scheduled any interviews. I'll be curious to see how they do that. Will they... Mm-hmm. Hire a GM, then hire the coach. Will they do the pairing thing together? We'll have to see. That process will be interesting. Every every owner you hear talking about their hire or GM you hear hiring a, a person, the hot buzz, the hot word that to use this this week this year is CEO. We want CEO, a CEO what do you, type. What do you mean? A CEO type running our organization. What does that mean? Who's a CEO type now running an organization? Like John uh, Pepper? John Harbaugh? Matt Rule. Matt Rule. Is Matt Rule a CEO type? Or it's like you're not like an offensive guy. See, people were like hot on offensive guys oh, for a while, no, and now that, they want CEOs. That I'm down with, and that's I, that's what I've been saying. I didn't know the word was CEO type. You don't care about X's and O's because right. the point at the end of the day, you ain't doing that. Right. You you're, care about you're, the Jimmys and Joes, right? No, you care about the CEOs who can hire the OCs and the DCs. My, look, the the perfect example is Mike Tomlin. Sure, he he motivates those guys, and they do the, what he tells them to do, and that's all you need. Like Mike, uh, Bill Belichick's the exception. Andy Reid's probably the exception because they're geniuses. On, and, but even Belichick's on, not calling every play on defense every week. He's doing this. On the, he's doing his thing, and you know, he's not calling plays, but he's like in the nitty gritty, doing the granular stuff. And Andy Reid's helping call plays, whatever he's doing. But Mike Tomlin's motivating guys during the week, and Matt Rule, I think, to some extent, is doing that. Joe Judd, special teams guy, is doing that. John Harbaugh, to some extent, is doing that. Yeah, this whole stuff. Like, hey, we need Adam Gase drawing up plays while his wife's in, in you know, about to have a kid. <laughs> No one gives a crap, man. It yeah. doesn't matter when Sam Donald scored four interceptions. Get someone who motivates the guys Monday through Saturday afternoon and then go win a football game. So, yeah, I'm down with the CEO guy. All right. So the rest of the jobs, Jets, Texans, Falcons, Lions. Let's uh, – uh, who's your – Do you, uh, I, I think we could get to – oh, maybe we won't. Um, give me your number three, Ryan. Jets, Texans, Falcons, Lions. There's two hall, two potential Hall of Fame quarterbacks on that list. I think I'm not going with the Jets only because ownership concerns. Okay. I like Joe Douglas, the GM, but ownership concerns have proven historically to be a disaster. So I'm going to go with the Falcons. Hmm. Uh, I have the Jets at three. Breach, what about you? 
in a twist of fate, I agree with one of you, and it's not Wilson. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the Jets in because Wilson, the thing you just mentioned to me is a huge deal. I agree with you. Ownership there stinks. The, the Johnson, Johnson and Johnson. I mean, L- look. literally Johnson and Johnson. Yeah, Johnson. Yes, Johnson and Johnson. Congratulations, your parents made successful baby cleaning products. Now, love your Q-tips, which yeah. by the way I use at my house, and, and they do work. They've worked for years. Right, of course. Everyone I don't clean a lot, but you know when I do. Yeah, I don't actually think they own it anymore. Oddly enough, um, but the point being is Christopher and Woody Johnson have not done a good job owning the team. They run mm-hmm. the team into the ground. The team stinks constantly because of them. They don't know how to manage. They don't know how to lead. But I think Joe Douglas might be a really good GM. We only yeah. have one year to look at, but he, you know, Makai Becton was a slant, was a, a huge pick in that, in that draft. Quinn Williams, he didn't draft, but it looks like a very good ascending Denzel young player. Mims has a chance to be a good player. Yep. He didn't go out. He did the opposite of Mike McCagden. He didn't go out and spin like crazy in free agency. That's a plus. Uh, and so. I think the opportunity to work with Joe Douglas is extremely intriguing. And if the Johnsons are going to let Joe Douglas do his thing this time around, which it seems what, what like, makes you think that will happen? I think if Christopher's in charge, he'll kind of leave him alone. He has been in charge. His brother's an ambassador. He's not hanging. He's in, he's overseas. I know, but he hadn't really been bad about it. I don't think they won two games in a year where they were supposed to win zero games. Their team's yeah, awful. You just blame that on Adam Gase. You're going to have a new coach. Boom. Okay. Everything's fixed. If that's the case, sure. The Jets' job is better. They have a ton of cap space. They have the number two pick. They have another pick at the bottom of the first round uh, as part of the Jamal Adams trade. So we just changed your mind? No, you didn't because I'm not sure about the ownership because based on history, and John, you're probably immune to it because you, as you have pointed out, have been a Bengals fan your whole life. Again, that immunes me from all GM arguments, ownership arguments. Yeah. I've seen the but, bottom of the barrel. But I think the Falcons' job is you have a top 10 pick. I don't remember. I think it's, it might be like four or five. Well, let's let's finish with the Jets first. Then we'll get to the oh, three. okay. I thought yeah. we finished with the Jets. What else do you want to say? Uh, interview, potential interviews. They have talked to Eric Bieniemy, Chiefs offensive coordinator, Brian Dable, Bills offensive coordinator, and Matt Eberfuss, Colts defensive coordinator. Does anybody else, anybody there stand out to you? Who was the oh, best Also, uh, Arthur Smith, if they haven't formally requested it, uh, according to a report from Schefter, Adam Schefter of ESPN, they are planning to request it. Uh, who was the best CEO type? That would be my first question. I don't care ah. about X's and O's. I'm not even kidding. It doesn't matter. Well, I, I just think, well, I think it does matter because you're, you potentially are bringing in a young quarterback. What's more important to have Frank Reich as your offensive coordinator or to have Doug Peterson as your head coach? Well, I mean, it appears Frank Reich. That's my point. That's what you need. You put smart people around you and you're a leader, quote unquote. I don't care about. Um, Brian, Brian Dable's crushing it in Buffalo. That will matter little without Josh Allen and without him calling the plays. So yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm with you. you don't need to hire him just because he's done a great job with Josh Allen. Like, you're not hiring him to call plays. So that's my point. So yeah, it's, it's all, it's all about who you surround yourself with. Who's like the best, like, I mean, that's what, that's the problem is like, you don't know that until you, right. until they get and the job. And he might be a great in interview and be a terrible coach. Maybe Adam Gase interviews incredibly and then you see him do a taco press conference. You're like, Oh my God, what, what did we just do? <laughs> uh, it sounds stupid and like almost like high school, but you have to be charismatic in a, in a way that you're going to appeal to these players to motivate them. That's, I mean, I, I feel like that's where we're at. I think all four of these guys make sense as a pairing with, um, Joe Douglas in sort of a blue collar, 
football, football first kind of way that all four of these guys approach things. Like yeah, I'm fine with that. Okay. I mean, I, and I, they're all great coaches. I'm not taking anything away from them, but it, it, it is going to depend on the offensive defensive coordinator. I mean, Greg, anyone who hires Greg Williams going forward, there's something wrong with that person because Greg Williams is going to sabotage your team and get you fired or get himself fired first. Yeah, it's amazing that he keeps getting jobs. Yeah. Um, amazing. The other name, just throw it out there, Josh McDaniels. Yeah, how come we haven't heard his name mentioned? Uh, Patriots you, you terrible? Remember what he did with the Colts? Yeah, but that didn't stop him. Uh, he got the Broncos job before that, and he's always mentioned year after year. No, but two Except years ago, he at, left the Colts at the altar. Yeah, ever since he burnt the Colts, uh, he hasn't been popping up as often as he used to. Yeah. But he hasn't popped up once, I feel like. Yeah, he hadn't. Uh, hmm. All right, moving to the Falcons. Oh, well, I take that back. Do you have the Falcons third, fourth, John? Uh, I do not. I don't either. What? I don't either. What do you guys have? Sorry, Ryan. Ryan. I know you, you dummies are going to say the Lions because you've read Brenton's stupid tweet about Matt Stafford Hall of Famer. Go that's, ahead. Make your dumb that, arguments about that. That's not it. Who do you so have? Uh, My fourth is the Houston Texans. Oh, that's even dumber. Go ahead. Uh, what have we just been saying this whole that you're entire mute, podcast you're... that you need a quarterback if you're going to be successful in the NFL? And that is literally the one thing the Houston Texans have. Every other problem will eventually fix itself. If you have a successful co- quarterback who is under contract long term, that's it. Like your number one problem is solved. Now you got to put out all the other little holes on the ship before you sink. And that's what who's going to plug those holes when the guy who's running the ship is happy to sink it. Ryan, are you saying that they're going to self-sabotage themselves? I have the Texans fourth as well. Dang. You guys. To get Deshaun Watson. Okay, let me ask you something. I was going to ask Breach's question, but I'll ask both you dummies at the same time since I have you uh, on the same page. Uh, Can you win an NFL football game with one player? He's the best. He's one of the five best players in the world. But 11 versus one, how many games are you going to win? The, they had eight losses. Eight of their 12 losses were by one score. They're not very many players. Away. Yes, they don't have a lot of draft picks. Did you hear J.J. No first-rounders. Yeah, because when you're 4-10, and 10, guys are going to check out on the season. They don't, they're going to start mailing it in. That's normal human okay. um, a reaction to something. How, how many other teams that finished 4-10 or worse had their star players say, this is straight-up BS because no one on this team cares and everyone has quit? It's a concern. Like you got, I mean, breach. I mean, it looked a, like the Dolphins quit, and they were ten and six. I don't even week seventeen. <laughs> look, look, this team <laughs> is this team is because their best player got hurt. Will Fuller's Will Fuller's contract is up. Um, Brandon yep. Cooks. Brandon it, Cooks is awesome. TBD. <laughs> JJ Watt is probably done there. There's not a lot of good pieces in place. I do think that you'll get a patient ownership situation here because that's just how that they could been. be bad because jack easterby no one knows what he's up but to. easterby easterby sort of been pushed out all this stuff that came out about easterby means he's not gonna be the gm unless but, easterby's the one who is pulling the strings and putting that stuff out he, you guys just talked about john elway done Look, i guarantee you the gm's answer to jack easterby you got rich mckay in, in, in atlanta the guy won't get out of there that's true wait are you arguing for or against your Pick for the Texans. I'm not sure where you go. He's saying that Rich McKay is just more a, Rich McKay's just a less weird Jack Easterby. Looking. Oh, I don't. I'm not worried about Rich McKay. Like Rich, they were in the Super Bowl three years ago. Then why would you be worried about Jack Easterby? No, no. I, I, that's it's Rich McKay's a lot less concerning than Jack Easterby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Easterby is a huge red flag. Yeah. But that's that's to my point. Like if I'm the Texans, if I'm a, if I'm looking at the Texans' job, 
Um, I know oh, that. By the way, who are you drafting with your third overall pick? <laughs> oh, what's the Dolphins? Yeah, that's that's a that's a Larry Tunsil. Guys are crazy. They've interviewed Jim Caldwell, Matt Eberflus, and Marvin Lewis. Yeah, I don't hate the Marvin Lewis idea in Houston. It's fine. It doesn't matter. That's my point. You could you could literally trade fifteen first round picks for Bill Belichick. This team's winning six games next. Ryan, year. how do you feel about Jim Caldwell in Houston? I feel bad for him if he ends up getting that job because that's I would rather him get the Falcons job. I feel like he would have some some chance of success there. I breach, how many games is Bill Belichick winning next year with this roster, salary cap space, and draft picks? More with Deshaun Watson as his quarterback? I just said that, yeah. The salary Ten. Well, last time you took my quarterback out of the equation, so I had to make sure. Ten. He's he would have won ten this year with this roster. I just told you they, they lost eight games by one score. They probably win seven of those with Belichick. Over under on ten games. I'm taking the under, but I think it's like eight to nine. Oh yeah, if the over under, I, you didn't ask me the over under. I put the over under said, at eight. I asked you how many they're going to win. You said yeah, and I think ten. But I think if you were asking people an over under, it would be like eight or eight and a half. The, the Texans are a hot mess in a, in, in, in a dumpster fire as it regards to cap space, the Easterby situation, and the draft picks. Those are all let, big problems. Let me ask you this way. <laughs> Who are gonna, who's gonna win more games next year? My team at number four, whatever. You're not draft. taking the job. Who, who's your four team? The, either fat, who's gonna win more games next year? The Falcons or the Texans? Wait, who's, your, who's your four team, Ryan? I think, uh, wherever we are in the rankings, I'm at the Falcons level and you guys are picking the Texans. You're at three. No, no, no. no. The Falcons no. are his fourth team. Who's your fifth team? No, he said he has the Chargers, Jacksonville, and the Falcons as one, two, three. Oh, yeah. That's oh, right. yeah. Okay. He hasn't given us four yet. He's playing it close. Secret no, to the, close to the vest. So you have the Jets four. No, no, no. I have the Jets three. Then I have the Falcons four. Sorry. Oh, well, that's a game changer. No, that's nope, not what you just said. Right. It's switched. Sorry, sorry. Switch. I don't have it written down. You're the, Jet, you're you the, the Falcons the Jets three, four? the Jets four. Yeah. You got okay. It. Sorry. Right. Okay. Falcons look. Hey, the Falcons have the fourth overall pick, which, wow. How do they get the fourth overall pick? They're not great. Yeah. So they have a uh, Matt Ryan under contract, but they can get out from under it after 2021. Like the dead, I just looked up dead cat cap hit uh, post six one June first of this summer is like if you trade them, it's like 17 million, and then it's 26 million the next year, and if you release them, it's a little more than that. I mean, you can sort of swallow that if you trade them at 17 million, 26 million, 2022. But I think if you want a quarterback, draft a quarterback and just bring Matt Ryan back one year. I mean, that's what you do. Yeah, for sure. And also, you can be patient. Bring Matt Ryan back. Get a better offensive coordinator, someone who knows what they're doing. And look, this is not a – I don't know how quick a fix this job is, though. The draft picks are a lot better, obviously, than Houston. I mean, Defense you have, sucks. What's that? Defense sucks in Atlanta. The defense sucks. The they just invested the Falcons is that, you know, Tom Brady's not going to play forever. You got another year or two. Drew Brees probably done after this year. Next year at at, the, at most. So you've all of a sudden got a wide open division. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, um, I mean, Taysom Hill's job to lose. Gardner Minshew's job to lose when they trade a third round pick for him. Good point. All right, yeah. So um, Jets are my fourth team. Sorry. So Falcons, Jets. Okay. Um, and then Lions, Texans. I mean, the Texans are dead last. Wait. You guys are absolutely bonkers. Who is your fifth team? Lions and then Texans are last. You have Texans last? Texans wow. last. Wow. I have the have uh, Falcons at five and the Lions last. Gosh. 
I don't I think we have the same order. That is crazy. That is crazy. That's, that's why you guys should be worried. <laughs> no, that's, would that make you worried? <laughs> Ryan, you live inside the box. Me and Brinson live outside the box. Yes, you do. And we're not letting you back in. <laughs> don't ask. Um, I, I think my, I think my concern with the Lions is that you're probably having to move on from Matthew Stafford. Like, I think the Lions is a full blown reboot. Why do you have to move on from Matthew Stafford? You don't have opposite? to. Yeah, he's awesome. He's a Hall of Famer, according to you. I I think he could be. I mean, I just think I think Matt Ryan. I think the where the Lions and the Falcons are with Matt Ryan and Matthew Stafford is we're having to figure out something something new to do. Like the well, GM and the head the problems, but the GM and the head coach who are coming in for for these jobs, they are going to be charged with finding the future at quarterback. I think the ownership at this level, while they love those two quarterbacks, know that that you know the, the time is sort of run on these guys. If you're the search committee for either of these teams, mm-hmm. you need to make sure the coaches are telling the truth and the GMs. If you're hiring GMs, don't disagree with that. Because you know, I just said they come in there and tell you what you want to hear. They get the job and then everyone gets angry at each other. Be honest about it, and be honest means if you think you can win with Matt Ryan and Matthew Stafford, say that. Because it's idiotic to think you're going to come in there to the Detroit job where it's been a hot mess since they fired my boy Jim Caldwell and get rid of the best player arguably in franchise history or at least in the last 30, 40 years. I think Matthew Stafford's better than Megatron only because he's played longer. But the point is that you can win with Matthew Stafford. You can't win with David Blau. I I don't disagree. It just depends on what you want to do long term. And if you think, you know, I mean, none of these, I mean, I don't know. It's just a tough, uh, guys. That's why these jobs are openings. They're not, it, the teams were bad. They right. fired their coaches. It's not an easy fix anywhere. Uh, especially a, Detroit. That is all right. Of all these teams, who has the best record next year? I mean, it's the Chargers by a landslide on paper. Yes. I mean, they finished seven and nine, right? They won four yeah. in a row. To Probably. Up. I could see a situation where it's the Jaguars. Yeesh. I mean, if Trevor you know, Lawrence is where all good. the other teams in the NFC South, AFC South quit. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a dunk. <laughs> I'm not. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I think there's a possibility that like you see, uh, Philip River, Philip Rivers could retire. He seems happy about coming back, but I, the thing is, even if Philip Rivers retires, it's a huge jump from one win after 15 straight losses to winning nine football games. I don't happen. disagree with that. It could happen for sure, but I feel like Justin Herbert, you know what you have. Trevor Lawrence, you don't know what you have. So, da, da, da. And the Lions went 5-11. and 11. What does that mean? Oh, I'm saying we're, our, if we're saying they can get who could sneak and have the most wins out of all the openings next year. I mean, they could get up to 8-8. Eight and eight. I mean, the Bears quarterback situation is going to involve either Mitchell Trubisky or no one. Um, I've never been sold on, on the Vikings, but who knows? Maybe they figure it out. Their defense is an issue. I don't know. I don't know. I think who wins more is sort of a irrele- I mean, I guess it's relevant to the coaching. Thing. It's sort of important if you're trying to keep your job. Yeah, that's fair. I, uh, that's fair. Um, I'm going to go Chargers and I'm going to go Falcons number two. Finally, this is going to be the Falcons' year. Okay. That's my early. Oh, we didn't mention Falcon, possible Falcons uh, candidates, interviews. Eric Bieniemy, Raheem Morris, the interim coach, and Robert Sala, 49ers Ooh. defensive coordinator for the Lions. Eric Bieniemy, everybody's interviewing Eric Bieniemy. Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell, remember him? 
He could beat us all up. He was the Dolphins interim coach. Yeah. Dan Campbell. And Dolphins fans were wearing this shirt that said, my interim coach can beat up your interim coach or something (laughs) like that. Uh, Marvin Lewis, Robert Sala, and Arthur Smith. That's the thing about this head coaching cycle. And, um, you know, we, uh, Debo and I were sort of talking about this, the Chargers thing. There's two interesting themes to this head coaching cycle. One, all of these teams have an oper- have a good quarterback situation relative to what you usually see from teams who are firing coaches. I mean, Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence, Sam Darnold, or whoever's number two overall. And so that's, you know, you have trade options there. Matt Ryan. Matthew Stafford and Deshaun Watson. That is crazy how good those quarterback situations are. Yeah, you're talking about trading them. Well, I mean, but I mean, I'm just saying it's like usually, usually when you take over a team, like a like, like think about Kyle Shanahan taking over San Francisco. Who was the quarterback there? I don't even know who the quarterback was when he arrived. I, I don't either. <laughs> Some random. Who was? I don't think it was an established. Was it Joe Montana? Who was it? Bruce? And what do you get there? I guess it'd been Kaepernick. Because he replaced Chip no, Kelly. No, he was. They cut. They decided they didn't want him. They did that uh, his first offseason, though. Twenty sixteen, Kaepernick cut, or was it twenty seventeen? Uh, March. I think it was March twenty sixteen. Yeah, it's been, it's been a long last year. It's been a long time. I don't think Kyle's been there that long. And Shanahan was hired in twenty seventeen. So he was hired the same year as McVay. Yeah. One of the guys on the roster, uh, who's Nick Mullins or Beth or one of those two guys was still on the team on, okay. on his first team. I think it was beat hard. So 2017 was his first season. Yeah. And they'd had Colin Kaepernick and Blake Gabbert the year before. And, yeah. and that was like one of the first things that, um, uh, John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan did was move on from Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. That was like their first big decision. They, they traded for Garoppolo on Halloween at the yep. very end of the trade deadline. So uh, I, I know they, they had Brian Hoyer. They did. God. They brought in Brian Hoyer and they had CJ. They drafted CJ Beathard. They went a combined one in 10. They traded for Garoppolo. He goes five and zero, oh, and then like Garoppolo is getting oh, right. MVP buzz the following year. <laughs> Brian Hoyer has literally played for every football team. I totally forgot. Made a lot of money. He's played with the Browns. He played with Washington with Kyle, or is it just no, who's Brown? They were leading the division in, in Cleveland in 2013 with Shane. He played Anderson on the, He played on the Steelers. Wow, dude's rich. Um, and then the other theme, I think too is. That it's a really tight circle of guys who are being interviewed for these jobs. It's Arthur Smith, Brian Dable, Robert Sala, Eric Bieniemy, Marvin Lewis sprinkled in, Urban Meyer flying by on a scooter, and uh, who am I? Uh, Matt Eberflus. It's like just right. very. It's a very everybody's sort of scrambling for the same guys at least out of the gate, and you sort of at least wonder how that will play out. You know, from will these teams be, will it drive up the value of these guys in these interviews? Will these teams be, um, you know. And then tr- you're also in like a musical chair situation where the last team to sit down is not going to have any of the candidates they want. And they're going to hire Wilson. Yeah. They're like, you know, just call that guy from CBS. Yeah. Let's call Prisco or Wilson. All right. That's the uh, Black Monday recap podcast for, uh, we'll of course be back tomorrow for a Brady Quinn football show, I guess. I don't know if this is coming up. I don't know. We'll probably publish it on Monday. Um, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. We have tons of emergency podcasts, tons of playoff coverage, picks, previews, everything for Ryan Wilson and John Breach. I'm Will Ritson. See you guys later. 
if I told you imaginary friends are real? This is just so exciting. This Friday, get ready for the movie event with the greatest cast you've ever imagined. Showtime. Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Haley Fleming, Fiona Shaw, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Louis Gossett Jr., Matt Damon, Emily Blunt, George Clooney, Maya Rudolph, Bradley Cooper, Sebastian Maniscalco, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, Aquafina, Keegan-Michael Key, and Steve Carell. I need to throw up or I need a snack. It's one of the two. Gross. If. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Written and directed by John Krasinski.